0: The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank
1: you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis plant profits at fueled by produce global people solutions and really excited about my guest today. He's a seasoned Canadian capital markets executive with experience in building and managing public companies and emerging industries. He now runs a company that is researching and developing new ways of distilling and purifying mushrooms in order to harness the healing properties. And, uh, really interesting. This is, um, this is a very much an emerging uh, topic. And I'm uh, really glad to hear about more about this from Jeff Stevens. Jeff is joining us today. He's the CEO of Psyched Wellness. How are you doing, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I'm doing fantastic, Vern. Thanks so much for having me today. It's an honor to be on your show and I look forward to educating your uh, audience on Psyched Wellness and what we're up to.
1: Oh, I- I'm looking forward to this also. Uh, it's great. It's kind, of, it's kind of really cool just to let the audience know how we got connected. We have, you know, have Guy in Indianapolis have common friends in, in Canada,
2: That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, no, well, our, our chairman of the board, uh, Mike Niederhoff, uh, as you know, is the president of Jewel Labs Canada. Right. And, uh, and Vern and Mike know each other, and that's how it all was, was all connected. But uh, yeah, glad, glad that Mike made that connection for sure.
1: No, no, it's, it's great. And he and I talked a lot about it. And, and I know some real exciting things that recently happened to you guys. And, um, and he thought, uh, that it'd be amazing for us to, to, to really talk about it a little bit. And I'm excited to do that. I, I really, uh, now I, I see you went to school in Toronto. You went to, went to university in Toronto. And, um, did you, you grew up you grew up in the Toronto area or or elsewhere?
2: No, I'm a Toronto boy. It's uh, it's funny. My kids are in high school now. They're going to the same high school that I went to, and, <laughs> and you know we're in the east end of Toronto in an area called the beaches. And uh, okay. it's funny. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a small town in the big city. You know, they're going to school with with kids that uh, I went to school with their parents. So it's kind of a. Uh, it's kind of funny to have that opportunity, but it's 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 fun too. It's really it's great for the kids to sort of have that legacy effect, you know. Not, not not that I not that I was anything special in high school, but you know, just to have walking down the same halls that your dad did is kind of neat.
1: Yeah, you know what that 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 happened to me, Jeff. Cool. Uh, i I'm, I grew up in a small town in Texas and near Austin, Texas, and um, I had uh, some of my elementary school teachers from grades one to four actually taught my father. Oh, that's wild! Yeah, it wasn't fun though, because he, he was—he <laughs> was a really good student and he was well behaved. He had some big shoes to fill. <laughs> never filled them. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's great. I'm glad you're—you're. You're, no, that's good. I, I've been to Toronto a few times, and I've heard of the beaches, but I, I don't know if I've ever been there. I, I would actually know it if I was there, right? It, it would. Have a different yeah, it's, texture.
2: It's got a cool little vibe to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's twenty minutes east of downtown core, so you're right. you're close enough to the downtown core, but you know you're removed enough where you sort of do have that feeling of a little community. So yeah, it's a great great neighborhood for, you know, it's known for uh, strollers and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got a stroller and a, and and a dog.
1: retriever. Now <laughs> you know when the weather's is is nice, and folks bring their dogs into bars and. Uh, not, like no, that.
2: just the service animals are allowed Got in restaurants in Canada. So, Got it. But uh, okay. yeah, there's lots of activity on the, the boardwalk and stuff. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So you went to University of Toronto. That's correct,
2: yeah.
1: And so you went to local school, local boy, you know, doing this thing. But you, you went immediately from everything I could tell, you went directly into the capital markets, you know, selling securities. I mean, a hardcore yeah. boiler bar, room stuff, man.
2: Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't really. I knew I had to get a university degree. I didn't know what I wanted to do professionally. At, yeah. You know, and other than I was very interested in in the stock market, and uh, I had an account uh, when I was in high school in yeah. trading, so I decided to do the quickest degree I could and uh, get out and start working. So I did. Uh, you know, I got out of U of did my CSC, my CPH, my trader's training course, and yeah, I started working uh, as a trader for one of the largest retail brokers at CIBC in Canada here. And then right. uh, he went. He branched off, started a hedge fund. I went over there and I was doing ar- interlisted arb- arbitrage trading for him there. Uh, and then it evolved to me uh, moving to the sell side. And uh, okay. over the course of uh, 13 years or so, I, I ran institutional sales and trading desks for some right. boutique shops in Canada. And in the last six years, I've been on the issuer side. So sort of taking that skill set that I learned with management teams and recognizing where teams sometimes failed in communicating with the markets. Cause you know, when you run a public company, you're, you're running two businesses. There's the mm-hmm. operational side of your business, which is obviously very important, but there's also the capital market side and engaging yeah. the investment community and doing, doing things like getting on a show with, with yourself today. So, right. um, you know, I've got, when we built psych wellness, I had the benefit of six years of watching other people and working for them on the issuer side. Mm-hmm. This is my first time as the CEO role. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I knew it was very important to build a team, a very strong team that can support you. So uh, with Psych Wellness, for example, Vern, I've got my COO is a gentleman by the name of David Shizzle. He's based okay. at Tel Aviv. Uh, he's been uh, in operations in the cannabis industry for the past five years in yeah. Israel. And uh, this is, you know, he's come over and he's working with me. So he's handling all of the operational side as I'm managing the corporate side and uh, working with our, our team members on our board. You know, Michael Niederhoff is our chairman, but we have right. a fantastic board and an advisory board. That we can get into but it's really you know it's really about building the team because once you've got that foundation it's right. very easy to build off of
1: no and i think that's that's key. absolutely right and uh, you know you have the product and you think it's great you have the messaging and you think it's great And you don't have a good team you don't have much do you
2: well it's you know in the micro caps they say it's you're betting on the jockey as much yeah. as you're betting on the horse, horse. right yeah. so if yeah. you don't have, you could have the best product, but if you don't have the team that can communicate that, that can market it, can get the branding going, get the sales going, That's right. uh, it, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I think it was important. We built that team, uh, mm-hmm. we, we identified what we believe to be a really unique opportunity in the psychedelic space as far as our product, right. being Amanita muscaria, uh, which is a psychedelic mushroom, but it's legal. It's never been classified as a scheduled drug. So it's a food it's a food yeah
1: it's it's a food product so so how did you get from where you you know and i and and you you mentioned it but you 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 went from selling securities to the issuing side and then you now you're in you're basically in consumer products
2: yeah well that's where we that's where we hope to be so we're still in that we're still in that build phase right that's right you know, uh, my, my COO, David Chisel, identified Amanita as this mushroom that we can work with. And now that's a popular to
1: mushroom. We've all seen that mushroom,
2: right? Everyone knows it, but people yeah. don't understand it, right? That's the great opportunity for us. So, you know, when you yeah, when you talk to other companies, they're dealing with, uh, you know, psilocybin magic mushrooms or right. LSD or DMT or ayahuasca, right? Those are the ones, uh, but those are all scheduled drugs. And, and yeah. the challenge that you have there is, um, you know, you, you have to A, do your, your studies, and then once you've completed your studies and you've proven, you know, whatever it is you're trying to a- approve, whether it's helping with ma- major depression or PTSD or right. uh, alcoholism, whatever. At the end of that, you now have to still lobby and hope that you can change legislation. Um, where we took a different approach. We said, listen, we yeah. love the work that those guys are doing. You know, Compass Pathways, you know, I, I can't compete with Peter Thiel's money. You know, those yeah. guys are, they're, they're whales. They're doing great work and they're they're leading, you know, they're, they're steamrolling a path for the rest of us. But our approach was... Let's really focus on this legal opportunity, build yeah. the brand. Mm-hmm. And then as over the next three and five years, as these other compounds become legal, right. we're now able to either organically get involved in that compound or through MA, because we will have our, our uh you know, our public company paper and our brand established that we can use that to acquire these companies as well. So that's sort of the the strategy for psyched wellness as we go forward. Um, yeah. But really I know, like before that. we even go there, yeah, like I'm so excited about Amanita. We had a great call with our advisors this week. Okay, um, One of the key guys on our board who just moved up from our advisory board to our full board position is Professor David Nutt. And that, uh, I mentioned earlier Compass Pathways. I'm sure you and, and right. most of your audience will recognize that. That's a what, $2 billion company on NASDAQ now right. uh, backed by Peter Thiel. Uh, you know, they're leaders in the industry for psychedelics. Um, Professor David Nutt is the chair of their scientific yes. advisory board. He's our he's our board member for us now. You know, a board member doesn't join a twenty million dollar market cap company of his stature unless he knows there's something much greater than you know a health and wellness tincture that helps people fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So that's our first right. product that we're working with. But you know, amanita muscaria, the active compound is is called muscimol. Muscimol is a GABA A receptor, and the more work that we do on this, you know, we see the opportunity, and we're gonna we're gonna do some. More data collection and, and fine tune this, but we really see an opportunity where we can take this into the into the medicinal side a lot more, similar to what you're seeing with these other companies, Compass, Atai, MindMed, where we're looking at muscimol helping people with, you know, anxiety, um, right. helping people with treatment for opioid addiction. So there's there's some really cool opportunities that we're going to be doing on this, and that's where, you know, what I need to do is start educating the market that this is not just a health and wellness play. Um, yes, everybody knows, you know that red and white mushroom cap—the mushroom from Super Mario Brothers or Alice in Wonderland—and right. that's fantastic for us from a branding perspective. Yeah, but the power—the power of this mushroom—is far greater, and and we're really excited to get into we, that. We
1: don't story. know anything yeah. about it, Amanita We we don't know anything about that mushroom, <laughs> and uh, you, you have a a big opportunity to educate us and, and, and actually make us better at the same time. I, I know that there's uh, so much illness out there that can be helped um, uh, through the use of, of mushrooms and, and uh, the technology that you guys are gonna implement here. And, uh, and just uh, all of the young people that I know and heard of that have panic attacks and, 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 and just are, are freaked out about life. Um, there's a a real opportunity here. And we're gonna take a break. Uh, I'm uh, having a discussion here with Jeff Stevens. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protoss Global People Solutions. Uh, Jeff Stevens, CEO of Psyched Wellness. Uh, We'll be right back.
0: Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages.
2: 2000- Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container.
1: Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm here with Jeff Stevens. Jeff is the CEO of Psych Wellness. And um, Jeff, is uh, in our first segment here, has really spent some time just really uh, talking about how he's uh, really taken this very well-known mushroom, Amanita, and, and really creating something very special uh, and going down an already legal path. And I think that's, that's very cool. Jeff, how, how did you get from securities and leadership in that industry uh, to this idea of uh, psychedelics and, and what really attracted you?
2: Well, I've always, you know, in the micro cap space, when yeah. you're involved in starting companies, you're always looking for sort of that, that next um, wave where you're gonna right. see a lot of investor attraction and excitement. Um, you know, most of the people on my team and my founding group were involved in the cannabis space. And uh, mm-hmm. when we when we started to see what was happening uh, in in the capital market side with the psychedelics, we really felt there was a great opportunity here to build a strong team, as I mentioned earlier, and right. and position the, the company to be a leader over the next two, three, five, ten 10 years in mm-hmm. the psychedelic space as that evolves. Um, you know, this feels very mm-hmm. similar to how cannabis felt eight, 10 years ago. Uh, we're all very passionate people when it comes to building a company, and 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 in this, in this case, uh, it's not even just building a company, but we we strongly believe that we're going to find some solutions for people to help people with their health and wellness, and uh, you know that's a that's a great driver for us to to be able to put together a team that has the vision and the experience and mm-hmm. our thought leaders in the in the psychedelic space, bring that together with the capital markets expertise, and be able to uh, capitalize a company start building that brand, start getting right. that, you know, the, the R and D to the point that we'll have a product. And I think, you know, Vern, we touched on this earlier, but yeah, Amanita muscaria, you know, is, is recognized really well. It's a red and white mushroom cap, but what people don't understand is that that is actually not considered a drug. It's, it's a food, it's yeah. a psychedelic food. So it's really, it's a functional food because, you know, when you look at functional okay. foods, they need to be edible. They need to have some underlying health benefits, right? So in this case, You know, uh, Amanita Mascara is edible. It's been consumed uh, by Mm -hmm. Europeans and Asians for centuries. Still is today. Uh, It's got underlying health benefits in the sense that anecdotally, people have been talking about how uh, it helps them with anxiety. It helps them fall asleep. Right. It helps them be restless. If you take it in larger dosages, it, it gives you that sort of inebriated effect. And then, if you do even larger, you get the psychedelic and psychoactive effects. So, you know, it, it. we believe that this is a, a functional mushroom that's got psychedelic qualities, and we're so excited about that because it's it's legal. So, the path to market for us is one year. We're mm-hmm. doing our we've done our toxicology assessment. We're doing our writing our SDS stuff so that we can get our specifications. And we'll be doing preclinical studies uh, with, with our CRO partner, KGK Sciences. And at the end of those studies, which will take about eight to 10 months, we'll then be able to apply to the FDA for a new dietary ingredient and to Health Canada for nat- a natural health product number. So we'll be you know, able to get to market within a year with a legal psychoactive compound. Um, and we're really excited about that.
1: That's really exciting. I love the route you're taking. You're taking the total legal route, and um, you're and and you you're and there's a lot of activity, like you say, with Compass and others, um, and, and working the other side of this, to where you can be in a really in a couple years, you could be really in a great position to either uh, take the platform. Uh, that they have uh, helped create on, uh, and and going through all the legislation, and uh, build your own, uh, or you could uh, you could acquire something, or, or you know, there's just a lot of options. A couple of years from now, there's a lot of options. Now, is this going to be? Um, are you going to market this as a as? A, a, and, and I'm trying to be a consumer here, a supplement or a food?
2: So initially, it's, it's, it'll be uh, sold as a supplement. Our okay. first product that we're working towards is a tincture. Uh, so it'll be a muscimol extract from Amanita. One okay. um, of the key things with Amanita, it, it, if you Google it, it'll come up poisonous mushroom. And that's been the opportunity for us because uh, Amanita uh, mushroom family, yeah. there's many different species. And, okay. and some of them are very poisonous. Uh, okay. Amanita muscaria has actually been mislabeled um, it's got ibotenic acid in it, so if you don't if you don't do the extraction process and convert the ibotenic acid to muscimol, you, you can get quite ill, and you know, oh. people have ended up in the hospital from it. And that's why it was never a scheduled drug, like you see with magic mushrooms and, and psilocybin, right. because you you don't just pick it and eat it. You you actually have to process it. You can you can boil it, um, you can um, you can dry it down, but you need to convert the ibotenic acid. So, you know, part of our process and and the IP that we've we've gained from that is going through and determining a proprietary extraction process and formulation process, um, reducing and converting that ibotenic acid to muscamol and uh, ensuring that the compound muscarine, uh, which which is toxic, is at such a low level that there's no harm to humans. So we've successfully done that with our research partners, and and that's what's going to allow us now to do these preclinical studies and then move towards getting that supplement product. But by okay. no means, Vern, as I said earlier, you know, you don't attract <laughs> Professor David Nutt to your board right. uh, just to do a tincture. So we we will be looking at some of the larger and greater health benefits that can be derived from uscomol.
1: Okay, no, that's great. So in what form will I buy it? Uh, you know, and, and how, what is it from um, a presentation to the consumer, what does it look like uh, in its so, finished form coming from you guys?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, yeah. Again, our first product being a tincture. Uh, yeah. Similar to when you buy CBD or THC uh, okay. a little those little bottles with the squeezy top. Yeah. So that 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 will be our first product, and it's going to have the effect of of like a melatonin. So this will be a okay. natural solution, natural product for you to help you just relax, calm down. Uh, I said earlier that muscimol uh, has the effect similar to sort of an, in, an intoxication. So it's okay. it's more sort of like alcohol than it is like magic mushrooms. Okay. Uh, you know, in a larger dosage, you do get the psychoactive qualities, but You know, if you were to do the tincture, it'd be like having a glass of wine, you know, you just sort of relax, you're feeling good, just sort of, you can chill out, you know, a a medium-sized dose is like having three or four glasses of wine and you're feeling like, whoa, whoa, this is great. And then if you go (laughs) macro, you know, you're going to see colors and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's exciting too. I mean, <laughs> there's something to look forward to, Jeff.
2: Oh, yeah, we, we think, you know, there's there's definitely the, the the opportunity, I think, is, you know, first we get our supplement and we 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 show the market that this is a safe product and it's gone through all the net all the proper channels. But right. you you asked about down the road, it would be a no-brainer for us, Vern, to do a, a red and white gummy. You know, everybody yeah. recognizes the red and white mushroom cap. Right. And, the, and and the cannabis industry has done such a great job uh, familiarizing people with gummies as a, as a vehicle for consuming, you know, their THC or CBP. So that's for right. us to, to do a gummy in the shape of a red and white mushroom cap natural. is a no brainer. Right? That's like, a
1: natural yeah. move. Absolutely. And that's,
2: you know, like, thank you, Super Mario Brothers and that's and right. for doing the marketing for us, right?
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's right. So here's, here's what's crazy. You come to this company in March, right?
2: We started it, it, yeah, we started talking about putting it all together, uh, you know, I guess probably December, and then we sort of really hit the ground running in March.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's when the pandemic hit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> so you, yeah. so, uh, so what, and you know, what effect has that have, did that have on, on what you guys did every day and where you are today where you thought you would be today.
2: Well, you know, the, one of the, uh, you know, from my side of the business specifically yeah. when, when you're doing the capital corporate capital raising side, right. um, you know, it's, it's important to meet people, right? It's, right? it's one thing to have a, have a video interview and talk to people, but if you're able to meet face to face and have those conversations, generally speaking, you're gonna, you're gonna have more success. Um, we were very fortunate, you know, uh, Vern, when we, we started the company uh, we were able to attract Terry Booth to our board. So Terry is the okay. founder of Aurora Cannabis. Um, you know, people, yes. people um, in the Canadian capital markets specifically uh, mm-hmm. are aware of what he was able to build from, you know, from a, a startup company to a 12, 13 billion dollar company, company at its peak. Yeah. Um, so when when we had Terry join, that was kind of like the litmus test for the Canadian investors, where they said, "Okay, there's something here. This is a serious team." And then we had Mike Niederhoff, chairman of Jewel. So we we were able to to be successful in our capital raising uh, needs without having to have that where some of the other companies had to put everything on pause because uh, you know if you're an unknown team and you're in a new industry people are, right. I haven't met the I haven't met the person I haven't met the team I don't really understand psychedelics I'm not um, so, writing the
1: check yeah
2: so it was easier for <laughs> us to you know and which allowed us a, sort of a first mover advantage to to get everything done so yeah. Um now, I think that's
1: I think that's great. I mean that that was a real advantage to get your board like you said the talent in place early.
2: Yeah, right. for sure. You know, operationally David's doing a great job in Israel uh so right. he's doing everything by Zoom anyhow. Okay. Um, so he he's pretty familiar with that and uh you know, I think everyone's adapted pretty well. Obviously we're we're on the Zoom call here and right. doing it so I think people are have adapted to the new reality of how we're going to present and communicate and and uh, you know, give our messaging to the investors.
1: Great, we're gonna take a break. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm spending time today with Jeff Stevens, uh, the CEO of Psyched Wellness. We'll be right back.
0: Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of Plant Profit, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, I'm here with Jeff Stevens, the CEO of Psyched Wellness. Uh, really, uh, it's been a, a lot of fun just really learning about the mushroom and how psych wellness is looking at it now, now you guys uh took psych public you're on the csc stock exchange tell us about that and the decision around that
2: yeah no for sure uh so the canadian securities exchange or yeah. as it's known the csc is, uh, is sort of one of the hot spots it was certainly the uh, the growth and the, the spot where sort of the cannabis industry was born in canada they right. they're they're one of the junior markets and they're very much uh a venture exchange where they want to encourage those microcap industries, companies, and 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 help them get access to capital and, right. and be public. So um, choosing the CSC was easy in that respect. Um, you know, we we're all capital markets people, so for mm-hmm. us to take the company public and raise money in that uh, vehicle um, is just natural um, for us to do that. And you know, having having a public currency as we move forward is key as well, as we mentioned about, you know, looking at other opportunities and other compounds, being able to use our uh, public paper or currency uh, to acquire is is key rather than having to use cash and raise cash for that, so.
1: No, that's, no, that's great. And uh, what's the trading symbol?
2: So our trading symbol is P-S-Y-C, Psych. Uh, Perfect, uh, (laughs) I love it, you got it early. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know we we've actually just been approved, and we'll be okay. uh, we'll be announcing uh, we'll be announcing shortly. But we've just been approved to uplist to the OTCQB, which is oh. the venture exchange here there in the U.S. as well. Right. Uh, so um, you know we're really excited to be able to have a broader market exposure and and have the U.S. retail audience be able to buy our shares more easily. So yeah, it's going to be great.
1: That is great. PSYC, perfect. Correct. Perfect. And now there is
2: a P, there is a U.S. pink sheets company. Involved in the psychedelic industry that's got the same ticker, so we have to be we have to be careful when we tell people it's psyc dot c, um, and then our US ticker. We're going to change that to be representative of our company as well.
1: Oh, okay, okay, great. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, thanks for educating us on that. So, look, you're 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 venturing into this arena, and you you mentioned early in this conversation about brand, creating a brand. So, how are you going to do that? And tell me about the competitive set.
2: Yeah, so that's again very key. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize as, as the CEO where my where my value add is, and you know okay. I'm a capital markets guy. I raise money, I structure deals, I, I you know put everything together. Right, we'll, we'll be leaning heavily on our board. You know we've mentioned Michael Niederhoff a couple of times, but he's right. a he's a CPG rock star. You know he, he is. was uh, one of the one of the first ten employees with Red Bull Canada. Right. Um, you know Muscle Milk, and and so for him him to be able to. A introduce us to branding and distribution groups that he's worked with over the years, but also to help us as we move forward into that. So we'll be leaning on Mike and, and his network uh, tremendously as we build that out. Um, okay. You know, uh, on the operational side, that's going lockstep with that. So as we're moving everything forward on our R and D and and our preclinical studies, you know, we'll also be working on the branding and getting everything set up so that when the two are co- when the one side's completed, the other side's ready to go as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if you take a look at your sibling industry, like cannabis, I think branding has been a difficult task for them. It has.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly the the legislation made it difficult for them. Yeah. Right. Now, where we have the benefit, again, we're not a drug. That's right. Considered a food. Mm -hmm. Um, And and one of the ideas we came up with that we thought was really cute um, in in Canada. There's a and I think it's in in the U.S. as well. But the, the milk industry had a slogan called Got Milk. Yes. and we use that yeah. yes. so we we've, we've uh, applied for a trademark for got shrooms and so we've okay. got ball caps t-shirts hoodies that right. we've been handing out and we're just trying to build up that sort of you know that sort of grassroots organic type buzz about things right. it's kind of a cute it's a cute slogan it looks cool and uh you know so we're we're building that up and that'll be sort of when when we get into sort of the the gummy side of things is where you'd see that coming more so
1: right so yeah. where's this Originally, initially, right, where's this going to be merchandise? Where will I find it?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, e-commerce is key, especially yeah. with the uh, with the environment we're in right now with with the pandemic. So we will have it available online, um, right. but also, you know, throughout uh, Canada and and North America, um, we already have a uh, an LOI signed with the distribution group here in Canada okay. that has national coverage. Um, okay. And again, that was through through Niederhoff's uh, connections. So. We'll, we'll be getting into uh, the same locations that you would find, um, you know, Red Bull, for example. Okay. Those are the type of locations for this. Um, but also looking to get into the pharmacies as well and have this as an over-the-counter uh, opportunity.
1: I think that's a big idea to get, to get the pharmacy, um, to get it in the pharmacy segment. You know, in consumer products, you're trying to get your product in as many places in the store as you can. Right, and I think that if you could get it in over-the-counter pharmacy, I think it'd be awesome um, for for you. Now, you, is this going to be merchandised uh, from the perspective? Is it going to be uh, uh, in a in a section uh, of the store, or is it going to be merchandised at cash registers uh, behind the counter? How do you how do you view the um, the customers are going to, uh, merge it and present it to consumers. Yeah.
2: Those are great questions. And yeah. we're, we're working through that now on our own yeah. uh, where we have to determine that. So, you know, when, when we're talking about the pharmacies and, 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 uh, mm-hmm. being where Red Bull will be, that was when I was referring to sort of the tincture side where it's a very low dosage. Right. Um, right. you know, what we're doing on that is to ensure that if you drank the whole bottle, you're not going to end up, you know, with a psychedelic experience and, and, you know, because we have to be very conscientious of how we how we market this product, even though it is a legal psychedelic, we can't right. just have it on, you know, at the cash at 7-Eleven, for example. So, um, right. you know, we will we will go through that and ensure that this product is sold as we move into the sort of medium and, and other dosages uh, where it's sold in 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 a similar fashion so that it's it's got all the security around uh, ensuring that it's adults that are buying it and consuming it.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great, Jeff. So uh, look, w- what would you like to leave us? I mean, I think this, this topic of psychedelics is a great one. And it's, it's a relatively uh, new one. And you guys are taking, I think, a very cool approach to it. What would you like to leave the public with on the space, the psychedelic space? And, and I'd love to hear something about your vision.
2: Well, that's great. And I always sort of approach things from a capital market side where okay. I'm looking at it from that perspective. Uh, so that, that'll be sort of the opinion here. My, my operator, David, will always give you the, uh, the health <laughs> and wellness and the opportunity that he sees from that side. But I would think that, you know, if you're interested in investing and, and you're involved mm-hmm. and you're interested in psychedelics, um, Look at what happened in the cannabis space. I think you'll see something similar. Uh, I don't know that we'll have the same lofty valuations because, you know, people did learn from that. Yes, um, and absolutely. We, we certainly have learned from that. But I think when when you're looking at the the mental health issues globally right now, and, and I think they're going to be uh, compounded as a result of COVID, um, right. you know, any natural solutions that can help people dealing with anxiety, PTSD, restlessness, uh any long haul effect from COVID? any of those things i think there's going to be a tremendous opportunity for natural pl- products to come in and fill that void because there's a there's a certain amount of distrust with big pharma uh and even more so when we, we start talking about vaccinations and people you know how do we have this ready but well, we don't you know it took 10 months but it normally takes five years what that's is- right so i think having natural solutions people are really going to gravitate to that we're already seeing it so where we're excited is, is being able to have a natural product that has, you know, the, the earth has provided us with these compounds to, to nurture and, and heal ourselves. And that's what we're excited about. I think the industry as a whole is doing a great job. I know there's some people that feel, Oh, you know, capital markets coming in, the big money's coming in and there's been people fighting this fight for 50 years. Mm-hmm. We applaud the work they're doing and we're not trying to steamroll anyone. We're simply saying you need capital to get mainstream media attention and when you get the mainstream media attention that's when you can start changing laws. So we're not yeah. we're not against each other, we're all working for the same goal. And and I think that when you look at the psychedelic industry, all of these companies, you know, they're not they're not competition, they're peers. We're all right. after the same thing, which is let's get some natural products to market to help people live a better life.
1: Right. Well, I think that's great. And that's the that's a great way to look at competition, especially in the infancy, is that, hey, everybody, the, the, the it's better for all when we're successful. Right.
2: For sure. It's all, better all for all when we're views.
1: successful. It gives us a platform that we can we can grow from. And I think that's really important. It's been great having you here today, Jeff.
2: Yeah, uh, my pleasure. Thank you. Uh,
1: no, absolutely. Jeff Stevens. Been our guest today. Jeff is the CEO at Psyched Wellness. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits, it's fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. Thank you for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And now we are on Amazon Music as well and other major podcast platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Plan Profits. Follow Produce Global through our social networks, including all of them, really, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Finally, learn more about how we're building companies and how we're changing lives at Produce Global. Produce Global is P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, date appreciate you for showing a guest Jeff, appreciate you you. for showing up and coming and really uh, having this great conversation. Cheers.
2: Thank you, and keep doing the great work. Thank you.